Hey, you ready? Are you sure? All right, let's go. Welcome to Proofs Need Not Apply. I'm your host, True Essence. Look at you. You came back for more. (laughs) Well, I'm so happy that you did. And I'm glad you have an appetite for more information, perspectives, and insights on what I like to call intimate human connections. As I mentioned in my previous episode, this show is about the uninhibited journey of our exploration, loving understanding, and bold awareness of the topics of pleasure, sensuality, and intimate interactions, or as a friend of mine calls it, nasty good stuff. And I'm here to facilitate the conversations, tell stories, and hopefully bring others to the awareness of the importance of a whole other level of intimacy, sensuality, sexuality, and frankly, some things that probably don't even fit into any of those categories. So today's topic of choice is sexpectations. Today we're asking, what expectations do you bring to your intimate encounters? And are you disappointed or satisfied? Instead of feeling lifted to the heights of sexual pleasure, you ended up feeling the proverbial womp-womp between the sheets. We're also asking, is your sexual reality as sexy as your fantasy? If not, why? If so, do tell. So I'm sure many people may hear this and say something like, why are you all up in our business, darlings, since you ask? My answer to that is, I'm nosy. Hmm. But more than that, we all are inquisitive when it comes to sex and what to expect, what to deliver, what good sex is, which, by the way, is subjective. Don't let anyone convince you that there's only one way sex has to be. And, you know, will your partner like what you do? Will you like what they do? Hell, will you like what you do? (laughs) There are layers to this. One layer is, do you expect anything in particular? So it's sad to say that some people have what I feel like is a generic idea of what sex should be. In other words, hump, hump, come, done. (laughs) Honestly, for some people, that is good old sufficient functional sex. Okay, so let me say that again. That is good old sufficient functional sex. 
And this goes so far back to people being told. Now, I don't know whether it was just religious ideology or a system of a society, but they were told that sex was only for reproduction. Now, historically, I'm wondering, was this just a notion spread so that women wouldn't find pleasure with sex, multiple sex partners, as their male counterparts did? Or, you know what, never mind. (laughs) That's a debate for another show, and I would actually love to get um, people's perspectives on that. But, never mind. But seriously, for some, sex is more about scratching that horny little itch that's then connecting. Ugh, sounds horny itch. Sounds like a condition that needs to be checked out. Rephrasing. For some, sex is about satisfying an immediate physical need. It's perfectly fine to have sexual expectations, but are they realistic? Look, I'm just going to say it. We have a finite amount of days to walk this earth and sufficient sex. I don't know. It just doesn't feel good enough. I mean, if we are out here talking about living our best lives, why isn't sex a part of that equation? Where is a sense of indulgence? Why isn't sex that way? For me, in a moment, sex has to be all-consuming. I'm sorry, seriously, consuming my senses, all of them, you know? Leave no stone unturned. <laughs> when sex is over, I still want to feel the feelings to linger. And that's when I do have specific expectations with specific people. Okay, 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 okay. Damn, don't look at me that way. I feel your judgy eyes upon me. Damn you. <laughs> but you know I didn't mean it like I have a sex who-to-do list somewhere. Okay. Maybe. But anyway, but after saying all that, now think about this. Everything I just said about what I expect, do you think my expectations are realistic? If you operate by my standards, do you think you would be fulfilled more or disappointed more? And I feel some heads nodding towards disappointed. So you may actually be correct. How realistic is it to go into an encounter with someone else who, by the way, has no idea of your expectations of them and think, oh, my mind will be blown each time. So I may not be expecting the earth to shake, but shit, can a bed shake a little, maybe a lot? I don't know. I don't believe that sex should be an all or nothing situation. Only one way of being and never experiencing any other way of being. You know, it's a little shocking to me. Okay, so it's a a shock to me because I talk to people and you would be so amazed that for some people, sex is not a place for experimenting or trying new things. Well, at least it's my understanding that you can't do every sexual thing in one encounter, but... Kudos if you can. (laughs) So there is room and space over time to try new things, be creative, and add fun into your encounters. 
Personally, I expect variety. Yep, variety. Not in partners, but in performance. You know, it doesn't, you know, okay, maybe in partners. But (laughs) why isn't it consuming your senses in a way that when sex is over, the feelings linger? I mean, for days. As you can see, um, I may be a bit of a romantic. So I'm 100% certain my view has set unrealistic expectations for sex. But yo, hump, hump, come. <laughs> That's just not good enough. So share with me on my anchor.fm app voicemail message what you expect, if anything, when you come into an intimate space with your partner or, I don't know, whoever you choose tonight. Do you have a question you want to ask? Maybe a story you want to share? Or maybe just a suggestion for one of our next shows? Feel free to reach out to us at contact at T-E-L-A-H-T-R-U-E-N-T dot com. That's contact at T-L-A-T-R-U-E-N-T dot com. Let's get your stories on the air. We can't wait to hear from you. And we're excited to hear some of your spicy stories. So share with us. We're looking forward to it. Welcome back, folks, and this is True Essence, and welcome to Prue's Need Not Apply. We're talking about sex expectations here today, and what I want to ask now is, are unrealistic expectations blocking us from having healthier and happier sex lives? Now, I was reading... And I was reading a Huffington Post article published, I don't know, it was about five years ago, um, written by Dr. Kristen Mark, and she's a sex and relationship researcher. And even though it's a little older, you know, article, I still found it to be a good read. So Dr. Mark (laughs) wrote about adjusting sex expectations for a better sex life. What does that mean? That's, you know, basically, she mentions how unrealistic expectations in life in general bring disappointment, but especially in our sex lives. So, I mean, some of us know damn well what our partner's limitations may be and our own, for as a matter of fact, but we still expect the unattainable. And this creates unneeded conflicts for us. So I'll cover a few of the shifts Dr. Mark mentioned that can shift our disappointment towards happier and a more fulfilling you know, sex life. So, yay. <laughs> so at the beginning of a relationship, the things that, you know, things are hot and heavy and, you know, there's a rush that happens when fucking is in your purview. You're like, oh, I can't wait to touch them, lick them, suck on them, penetrate, ravish. Oh my gosh. It's going to be magical every fucking time. So then after a while, And the longer you've been in a relationship, most people notice that, well, 
that level of desire kind of subsides. It doesn't necessarily go away. It doesn't mean that you don't want them and you don't desire them. It just means that energy level has kind of decreased. So the Journal of Sexual Medicine causes sexual desire discrepancy and it's actually pretty common. So don't beat yourselves up about it if you feel that you're in that place with your partner, if you're not quite in sync. So um, one other thing we expect is that sex is all about desire. Oh, I want to feel all of this desire when we're having sex. So what happens if you and your partner are not totally in sync? Is that the end of your sex life? Well, it doesn't have to be. You have to reshape. You have to reshape your why of your sex life. Why do we have sex? Is it only because I desire you? Maybe, maybe. But what do you think would happen if you decide that desire is not the only factor in why you have sex? Dr. Mark shares, don't fret if you and your partner aren't in sync at all times. Having the expectation of desire discrepancy as a natural part of your relationship will take away the stress from, for many couples, you know, needlessly associate with it. So don't put too much pressure on your sex life to be perfect. You may just want to feel good. And guess what? That is totally okay. Now, the next issue Dr. Mark speaks of is the expectation that men have higher sexual desire than women. Men are always supposed to be ready to have sex, right? Oh, and women are are always supposed to be ready to say no. Well, that's not always true. Actually, as women mature, most of the time, our sexual desire increases. I'm still astonished how many people don't know that, but... We put so much pressure on men to always be ready to perform at the drop of a dime. Many not feel inadequate for not wanting to have sex all the damn time. And women shouldn't feel like some type of sexual deviance because we like sex and want to have it more. Setting your own standards for what you want, who you are, And what you'll expect is a wonderful way to combat the gender stereotypes about sex. Release the pressure from your relationship or situationships so you can relax and enjoy yourselves more. Now, this last point, before we go to our break and we head off to story time, is one that I love. Men, listen closely. You are not required to have an orgasm for sex to be successful. Girl, shut your mouth. Yeah, mm-hmm. researchers are finding, <laughs> researchers, researchers are finding, and I don't know why it took a bunch of research teams to come up with this conclusion, but people are more concerned with the satisfaction of the encounter rather than the expected output. Focusing on your sexual exploration with your partner rather than just getting off could create a better quality sexual experience for you. I mean, getting off or coming is your end game. Go for it. But it doesn't always have to be. I think I just heard some folks somewhere sighing. So, fellas, you can stop asking your girl every time, did you come? 
I know it's an ego thing. First of all, if you can't tell whether she came, then she probably didn't. But don't get frustrated when she says no. It's not a hit. You know, it's not a hit to your manhood, nor your performance, nor how she feels about you. Okay, well, well, sometimes maybe. But what we're saying is sometimes being with you, and this is me as a woman speaking to a man, but this is interactive. It can be anybody, interchangeable. Um, Sometimes the experience and the physical physical experience of being with someone supplies the need that someone has physically. I don't have to have this explosion to feel good about being with you. I don't have to, you know, get a migraine from having a climaxing moment. By the way, if you didn't know, when we have women come, sometimes we get a migraine and that shit hurts. So, but you don't have to, you don't have to be always, you don't have to always be on 10 for this thing. You know, you can have a good time without always having to go to the pinnacle of your sexual experiences. So um, hopefully you guys take these tips and use them, talk about them. Again, you know I'm all about conversation. So the things that I talk about, I'm hoping you'll get some people together, your spouse, your partner or your friends and you'll talk about these things and kind of get a real life perspective because sometimes when you're hearing someone talk about it on a podcast or a radio or a tv it feels distant but when you are sitting across from a you know a table with your your people and it feels that thing feels real to you so keep the conversations going but we're about to break my babies and my lovelies we're gonna break now and catch our breath and then we'll be back with prudes need not apply and story time creating my podcast prudes need not apply using anchor was the easiest way for me to accomplish my goal anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free which you can use right from your phone or computer It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast, so it sounds great. What's also amazing is Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard everywhere on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. How can you get started creating professional podcasts and make money doing it? Download the Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show. Welcome back. This is True Essence and we are heading into story time. Story time is fun. Story time is fun because these are stories that, these are real stories. <laughs> these are stories that either 
I have experienced or someone I know has experienced, um, none of these are made up. They're all real. And again, I mentioned earlier how people just tell me their business, um, which is fun. I think I mentioned that. If I didn't, people tend to tell me their business even when I'm not asking. So this story that I'm going to share today really centers on, in addition to expectations, what happens when you don't get what you are expecting. You know, I don't want people to think that if you have expectations at all, you know, that they'll never come true or they'll they'll never be fulfilled. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when we elevate our expectations to this point of perfection, because nothing is ever absolutely perfect, then we allow room for our disappointment to also grow. So this um, this young man, named, we're, go, we're gonna call him Winston because I'm not gonna give you his real name because then you'll be like, aw. Um, and Clara is the person who this story belongs to. So Clara met this guy online, of course you know online because apparently that's how people meet nowadays. I'm still a little bummed out about that, but since I've met a lot of people online, I can't talk shit. So Clara met Winston and Winston seemed to be a really nice guy. Of course, the conversations always start off funny or with a joke or, you know, someone being really into what it is that you do. And then ultimately they start talking about sex and they being both parties or the guy or the girl, either way. So they talked for about a, you know, several weeks, you know, maybe a couple of months before they actually met up. So the meetup happened at her place. She invited him over. She didn't work too far from where he lives. So he was like, okay, cool. I can come by and see you. So in her mind, the experience she wanted to have was like this, this perfect kiss, this embrace that was, you know, all encompassing and, you know, made her feel, you know, really good. And, you know, she just wanted to have this really great experience with him. So she built it up, you know, because she had such a great conversation with him or great conversations over a series of, of weeks that she was like, I know he's this great when I'm talking to him online or when I'm talking to him over the phone, that in person, you know, I'm going to be able to feel that affection that he has. So, so she gets, he gets to her house and she opens the door and he's just as fine as his pictures. And she's like, wow, jackpot. Um, and she, she, he's really nice. Like there's nothing inherently wrong with this guy. You know, he's nice. He's funny. He goes to kiss her and boom, fireworks. Like she's, oh my God, this dude is an amazing kisser. So they, you know, make out and Clara's like, I'm really feeling this guy. So in her mind, that automatically means sex is going to be the bomb. You know, it's going to be crazy. 
she's looking forward to it and he's talking about what he's going to do and how he's going to fulfill her needs and and he's he's doing all of this talking you know so they go to the bedroom and she says that um you know they get into of course heavy petting and all of that but then they're they're about to get down and dirty and i hate to say down and dirty because okay yeah down and dirty ignore anything i was about to say so they go into the routine you know people have their their checklist to intercourse okay we're going to kiss okay i'm going to suck your neck okay i'm going to touch your boobs because your boobs are awesome because boobs are awesome by the way so I'm going to touch your boobs. I'm going to suck your boobs. I'm going to kiss your this. I'm going to touch your that. I'm going to try to stick fingers. At <laughs> Stop sticking fingers in places, people. Um, you don't have to. But it just seems like that's the pattern. So he goes through the pattern. And she's like, okay, everything is cool. So she goes to perform oral sex. And he's hesitant, like he's not quite sure he wants that. So she's like, you know, what's wrong? And so Winston, Winston, he he surrenders because he wants it, you know. But he's insecure because he does not have a big penis. It's actually smaller than what in Clara's mind, was an average size or whatever. So she she's not necessarily shocked by this. You know, that wasn't the deal breaker for her. She was just like, oh, wow, um, okay, <laughs> you know. So, and I asked her, I was like, you know, was that your real reaction? She said, I paused. But, you know, um, they were in the throes of being together, and she wanted to spend that time with him. So, you know, she she didn't go straight to the, oh, it's not this size, so we can't do anything. She was like, well, you know, we're here. Let's, let's have this intimate time together. But because he was so insecure about what he thought she thought about him having a smaller size, that, you know, it became awkward. You know, um, my thought was, why would he enter into a situation? What was his expectation coming in? You know, um, did he think she would kind of puff him up like he was puffing himself up? And I don't think she'd said anything mean to him or um, did anything that made him think that she didn't want him. I just think that because there may have been a pause, um, he took that as something else. So there were, I feel like there were expectations on both sides. So Clara expected to be wowed and wooed and everything was leading up to this big thing. And the thing wasn't big, but she still wanted to be with him. What happened was his insecurities, every time they got together after that, it was kind of taken away from the moment. So slowly but surely, it she ended up backing out of that relationship or backing out of that um, communication with him because she wanted him to, and this is something she may not have relayed to him, she wanted him to step up and if he felt inadequate in any way, okay, so what do you do about it? 
you know, what is your compensation for this? What are we going to do? Um, and he didn't really want to address that. So unfortunately, his expectations, we don't really know what his expectations were. But for Clara, her expectations were, I really, really like this guy. I wanted it to be perfect. I found out that it wasn't as perfect as I thought it was. Um, but I wasn't bothered by that because size is not always a factor. A lot of people think that Dick size is the end-all be-all of sex and relationships and eh, please stop that. First of all, let me tell you one thing. You get somebody with a big dick, oh yeah, he's, you know, breaking your back and all that shit. But maybe it's bypassing your G-spot and you're not getting that friction that you want. Maybe a guy with a smaller dick and his head actually gives you the friction you need. Boom, fireworks. Hmm, I don't know. But it depends on the guy and it depends on how he handles his equipment. And I felt kind of bad for her because she really liked him. And I wanted that to kind of work out for them and it didn't. But guys, expectations. What expectations are you taking into the bedroom? Are they realistic? Are you setting yourself up for disappointment? Or... Are you going in with an open mind and saying we're going to have fun as we are? Um, That's kind of tough to say because I think everybody has expectations and don't want to be let down. So anyway, that was (laughs) that's our story for today. (laughs) Um, uh, That size matters in your mind, but you can, you know, make things work if both parties really want it to work. You know how many people (laughs) you know how many people um Got small dicks and a bunch of children. How does that happen? Because it works. So anyway, today is I'm a small dick advocate. So anyway, um, that's our story for today. I wanted to share a story with one of my friends, but scheduling conflicts had us, you know, we didn't um, really cross paths um, for this episode. But don't worry, it's coming. So guys, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back with our fi- for our final breaths together as we end this podcast and go to a place of calm and clarity. All right? Hold tight. So next up on prudes need not apply our next episode we're going to cover whether you're feeling a crush love infatuation or obsession how to know which category you fall under so we're going to get into that because it does matter you know some people go into a situation saying they love someone but they may have just been infatuated with something or one quality of that person. And once you get in and realize that's what it was, it kind of fizzles and you're putting yourself in a, in a precarious situation if you're not sure how to tell where you fall under those categories. So that's what we'll be talking about. But because one hand washes the other, you know, which is extremely important when it comes to our topics, I'll bring you to conversations And here's what you can do for me, because I know you love me, don't you? 
I knew it. So join us every other Thursday at 11 a.m. for the latest episode of Prudes Need Not Apply. It'll be uploaded on Anchor.fm and available across multiple podcast platforms. I think this week we uploaded it a little later, but it'll be the same day. Now, next, I need you to invite at least two people who you think will enjoy our discussions and check in with them to see what their takeaways were from the show. And it's an awesome way for you to create your own circle of discussion about intimacy and connection, which is my goal. I want people to be talking about this stuff. And lastly, connect with us. Write to us with questions and stories you'd like to share. This is the ultimate kiss and tell. I'm sorry, that's my button hitting the table. But, um, you know, uh, this is the ultimate kiss and tell show. So no holds barred and don't be bashful because we aren't. Now you can also email us and contact me via our website, tlatruent.com. And I'm also True Essence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, we have um, Proves Need Not Apply Instagram account as well. Um, also, be sure to access our voicemail function on anchor.fm podcast platform and share what's on your mind. Questions, comments, we'd love to hear from you. And since I'm an audio girl, I love hearing your voices. And if you'd like to share with us in the future, if you go to, if you download Anchor, the Anchor app, and you go to Prusy Not Apply and you favorite us, I can see you as a friend on my list. And what Anchor does, which is amazing, is that you and I can sync up and record a segment together and we can have a discussion that will be included on the podcast, on one of my podcasts. So if you're interested, come and talk to me. All right. So thank you guys for for being here. And let's take a break, just a pause, and we'll come back and take a deeper breath as we close out the show and go into the rest of our workday. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for sharing your time with me today and allowing me to whisper some sweet nothings in your ear. Before we go, let's take a moment to get that breath of calm and clarity in. Just take a few breaths with me. You don't have to do anything special. Just breathe. With the stresses and anxieties of life, your intimate time should be a time where stress melts away. Your body and mind are sensually in sync. Your body experiences a pleasure that we are designed to embrace. There's a reason for each sensation, each neurally transmitted signal to communicate the sensual responses of our sexual moments. Have you ever wondered why our bodies react a certain way to touches and sounds and sights, etc.? Your pleasure senses are present for just that, pleasure. We deny our pleasures because of what societal structures and ideals that as humans we've created to call ourselves civilized. I mean, we need that protection and fairness. 
among all people, but your body and your consent to experience pleasure should not be seen as bad, dirty, or immoral. As we take our last few breaths together, and you keep breathing after this, I'll leave you with a few words from one of my favorite sensual music artists of my young adult life, the late, beautiful George Michael. And I guess some of you may know what I'm about to say, but here it goes. Sex is natural, and sex is good. Not everybody does it, but everybody should. And on that note, I bid you a good week. Be well, and goodbye.